Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Ramonis Campello of Limitless, coming to you from Miami. Yes. Florida. Ramonis, what's going on today, sir? How are you? Hey, Joe. How are you? Everything is good. Amazing. Thank you. It's a pleasure yeah. to be part of that. So It's a pleasure it. to have you here. We're, we're excited to, to pick your brain. I understand that there's, there's quite a backstory to Limitless and, and how we got here in the first place. So first and foremost, take us back to when the idea popped in your head that you were going to open a gym. When was that and, and how did we get here in the first place? Okay, so I, I, I am still like a personal trainer. And at that time, I was a personal trainer like six years ago. So I started like 10 years ago. And I used to work at the gym, uh, some gym. And they decide to close down. So I didn't have like, you know, I have all the gyms to go. But I always have my idea like to open my own gym. And the difficult part was the money. So how I could invest and open a gym. So it's so funny because like one day I got like to my, the mom of my, my daughter at home, like we are not together anymore. And I just bought like a bar and I throw in the room and he said, this is going to be my gym. And she started laughing on me because like, how are you going to open a gym? Uh-huh. And yes, this is just the started. And the funny thing is like, I got like a loan or something like that. And after like one month and a half, I found my place here where like I'm, I am still here. And yeah, that's how I opened the gym. And like three months when, later, the gym was like... When was that, Ramona? That was like back in 2016. 2016. Okay. And so, I mean, six years later, the gym is still here, like you said, it's, right? Yeah, it's still here. So we are thinking now in open the second location. It's an amazing location, bigger gym. We're going to keep this one. We're going to open the second location. Uh, I think this year, this year, we're going to do it. Okay. So a second location, that's exciting. Now, that begs the question of staff and, and who we have in place to run it. Do you have a fairly self-sustainable team in place now? Or, or what do you need to do with this gym to feel comfortable taking your time and going to start a second gym? Okay, the thing is about this gym, there is nobody working at the gym. So all the system is automatic. When the, the gym opens, the lights goes on. When the gym's closed, the lights goes off. Every member has like your key fob to the gym. So they come and work out, like come inside to the gym anytime they want to between the hours. Uh, they can change the music. You know, it's, it's very cleanly organized gym. So we, we put it like always in the mentality of the clients that everybody have to use and put it back the, the, the equipment and put it like clean afterwards, you know. So that's our main thing, like always to keep organized and working well for the clients. Okay, so not a ton of staff required talk to us a little bit about i mean you sort of alluded to it already the focus being the the membership side of things people are paying and coming and using the space but mostly doing their own workouts but do you guys have anything available beyond just that general membership yes we do have like we have the gym membership where the clients pay you know they can do everything online the key fob is going to be working already so we have group group classes as well uh where like all like all the clients is like a subcontractor so they come here and we are always like changing the 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 you know the coaches because like they can call a uh, we have like some like 10 or 15 coaches it's always like switch between them and come here all of them like have the key fob as well they come and give the classes and we do have like personal training as well so all the personal trainers can use the gym you know, they pay a fee to the gym. They can bring their clients, train them, and, you know, that's how we offer here. Like group classes, so, personal training, and gym membership. 
Okay. So the gym, the business side of things, the gym collects money from gym memberships and then it collects money from the trainers paying a fee. Is that right? Exactly. That's okay. Why, why did you choose to go that route instead of, for example, the clients paying maybe like a higher tier membership to include group classes or the, the clients paying the gym for that personal training session and then you paying the trainer? What, what spoke yeah. to you about this sort of model? Yeah, I want to do something different. Like around here, we have like a lot of big gyms. You know, there is where is there, there, there is like a lot of stuff. It's like walking. Uh, to clean, to, to receptionists, like uh, the trainers, where they get a fee for the trainers, you know, something like that. And when I opened, uh, I was kind of, okay, so uh, my overhead, like, can't be, like, too much. So let me think about something. So I invested a little more, like $5,000, $6,000 on this system, you know, to, like, nobody work here just me by myself at the beginning i was like always like watching ah, the yeah, cameras, yeah, yeah. like worry and it worked so it worked pretty well and that's why we're going to open like the second location now the same way i see okay cool and so uh, i mean it, it's important like you've been open for six years now and so you lived through the craziness of, of covid and being shut down for a certain period of time how do your membership numbers and, and the PT numbers and the group training numbers, how do those compare to 2019 before the pandemic? Okay, this was crazy. Okay, so uh, when became, uh, when came like the COVID and I have like some clients that told me, I'm on this dome, take me off. I mean, when I help you, you know, was just a few like from 120 members, I went to 15, 20. They couldn't come, but they were like helping me like, okay, uh -huh. just leave the membership. I'm going to, you know, and I kept doing personal training for some clients, you know, so my money for personal training was like to pay the cost for the gym. So it was like hard for me, like for almost two years. Yeah. But and so have you been able to get back to the membership numbers that you were at before? Yes. We just did like two months ago. We did it uh right now i have like a partner so i was like 100 percent owner of the gym and now right now i have a partner like we split he's 50 percent i'm 50 percent he invested at the gym with new equipment and now the gym looks so much better than before yeah okay and so we brought on a partner can you guys grow beyond the membership that you're at do you still have room to add new people yes we do Okay, we are growing like every month, we are growing around like, let's say like 10%. So, and I think like- so About 10, three, 10 or 15 people a month, about right? Exactly, 10, 10 people like a month. Okay. So we are like waiting like for until the end of this year to have like around like 160, 170 members and we're gonna be ready like to open the second location. Okay, so what are you doing for marketing to bring those people in? How are you attracting new leads? Yeah, we are using Facebook, Google, Instagram. This is very important, actually. Like at the beginning, uh, we, we, I, I always like trying to learn a little more and to see the, the right tool to bring clients and new memberships here and it's working. So that's why, that's my advice like for someone that wanted to open a business, that's very important. Like the marketing, the social media marketing for me is like the strongest one right now at the market. Yeah. And that's been able to at least bring you the leads that you have. Is that, is that something that you're doing? Is that something that your partner is doing? Is that something that you're working with some other company on? How does that work? I am doing <laughs> I'm kind of, yeah. you know, I'm always like trying to do something. So I always try, I, I did the art and everything. And like I said, like we are starting again. So after the COVID, like I can tell like you, like I, I have like one year of Limitless. Thank God, like uh, the Limitless name is like, it's getting stronger and stronger here. And I have like some investors as well that want to like to open, but me and my, my partner, we decide, no, let's just keep between us for now. If we need that in the future, let's like, create the base first and later like we can do something else yeah yeah okay 
So you, you're running the social media. That's something that you're doing. I think that's an interesting topic because so many gym owners are hesitant to do it because they don't know what they're doing because it's challenging because it's new. Is that something that you taught yourself how to do? Yes. It's so funny because I have like some friends that has gyms and they ask me who runs my social media and the arts and everything. And when I tell them I do it, and they okay, please do it for me. I yeah. Help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, okay. And, and so let me ask you this, Ramonis, because you said it's it's fairly self-sustainable and, and almost runs itself without staff. How do people sign up? Who, like, if I'm interested in joining the gym, what's the process like for me to actually join as a member? Okay, right now uh, you can do online on, on our website. And the thing is, and you can come in, so that is, is by appointment. So you can call and you can come by appointment or you can do online. Right now we do like the membership, but the client have to be at the gym to get the key form, okay? So we are changing this for a geofence. So the client is gonna come at the door. There is like a QR code over there. They can do the membership and I don't know if I could tell this because a lot of gyms, oops, I want to diss you, but I will tell you. So the client come to the gym and through the phone, they email and he's going to receive a code and 15 seconds is going to have a code yep. and you can open the door and go and walk out. So I don't need to be here to do your uh, membership. Uh, 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 uh. Okay. So they can sign up entirely online without exactly. you involved. Okay. Okay. Uh, Come to the gym, get a code, 15 seconds, the door is going to open and you're ready to go. Yeah. So the only like expenses we have uh, is like paying the coaches, you know, like when they come to, to do the group classes yeah. and someone to uh, clean the gym. I see. Okay. And so is there a... Is there a membership number in your head? Hey, I mean, you mentioned at 160, we're going to think about a second location, but as far as this one, is there a, a number? Hey, I think we can get to 200, 300. Is there a target for you guys? Uh, here at this gym, like, like I said, it's like 1,500 square feet. It's not too big. Okay. So I think like 150, 160 members is going to be good. I don't want to lose the quality as well. So the price is a little higher than the other gyms, like the big gyms that they pay 30, uh, 40 or whatever. Here's yeah. like between 49 to 69. Okay. Ah, okay. So but people pay a, lot a little of, bit more so you can keep it low. Is that right? Yes. And uh, I don't want to lose the quality of, right. you know, the right. gym. Uh, you can see like in the bigger gyms, sometimes I'm not telling all, but, the weights are troll and it's not right. clean. And, I agree. You know, yeah. And yeah. he is always clean, organized. The weights is always in place. So I don't yeah. want to lose this boutique gym, something like, you know. Sure. And, and I, as we look forward here, Ramonis, I mean, you mentioned the idea we want to get a second location, hopefully by the end of the year. What happens when we get there? right? We open up this second location, things are going well. What comes next? What's sort of the longer term vision for you? Is it more locations? Is it something else? Tell me. I want to go to the moon. So I want to open the second location. I want to open the third location. I want to open the fourth location and go. Uh, the way that the system and the way that I'm doing, uh, because we are doing like between 1,500 square feet to 3,000 you know, I don't want to go more than that. I don't want to lose uh, what we are doing. Huh? And I want to keep like this because like at the future, uh, we can, if some investor want to open all the gyms like limitless, you know, uh, to do a franchise or something. Yes, that's how, like, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Something is to run, not expensive. So with $200,000, $300,000, like you can open gym. Instead, like one million, two million, three million. Yeah. So this you know. is this is very early on on where you think this can ultimately go. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of untapped potential here. 
Ramonis, this is exciting, man. I, I think that's a pretty good place for us to start to wrap this whole thing up. But before we do that, tell people where they can learn a little bit more about this. What's the best website? Is there social media? Where can people find you? Uh, we can go like on Limitless, uh, Instagram. You know, you can go limitless.fit.net. Uh, you can go to my Instagram as well. Like I always post like some training, something about the gym. Uh, and you can come to Miami if you are here in Miami, North Miami Beach. Uh, it's a very nice place to come. So feel free to come and visit us and to meet the gym. Yeah, man, it, I really appreciate your time here. I think talking about the business side of fitness and, and what we're strong at and some things that we're not as strong at, I think this conversation becomes really, really valuable for other people Thank to you. hear and, and for people just to kind of work through their own thoughts and see what it is that they're working on. So Ramonis, I can't thank you enough for your time, man. I'm excited to see what the future of this holds because it sounds like you have big, big dreams and ambitions here. Yes. I wish you nothing but the best moving forward, my man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything. And I want to tell, uh, it's nothing is impossible. Everything is in here. So everything that you dream can become true so never give up and maybe can take a little longer but never give up and you're gonna get it that's right man thank you for your time and to everyone who tuned in today thank you as well don't forget you if so you'd much, like to guys. be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry click the link in the description fill it out our team will be in touch with you soon and as always until next time Jim lords out Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Warren Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is J.D. Hernandez. Enjoy this on the show today is a very special guest. It is Ryan with the Aerobic Power Builder out of Ohio. Ryan, what is going on today? Happy Thursday. How you feeling? How you doing? What's going on? What's up, JJ? I really appreciate you having me on. It's a great Thursday so far. It's a beautiful sunny day here, so can't get much better than that. There we go. There we go. It sounds like a great day to me. And so, look, Ryan, we're excited to have you on. And, you know, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of what you guys have going on with the Aerobic Power Builder, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? So the easiest way, the elevator pitch, is what we do is the personalization of one-on-one -on -one training with the fun of a group atmosphere and a pricing model that's closer to uh, group class than it is to traditional personal training. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, you know, I guess we could dive right into the business here and we'll start with the bare bones basics, you know. How many members are you, are you guys currently serving? Right now, between the three of us, so I have two partners, uh, we, have, we work with a total of about 75 people. Gotcha. And so with you know, the last two years and you being in business now with, with the, the current demographic that you serve, what's been your best method of finding new clients? That's a great question. So there's something internally that we talk a lot about. We have sort of an endless conversation about who our best avatar is, how do we best acquire them, you know, the people who have become the pillars of our business, like what, what do they look like and how do we find more people like that? And quite honestly, the, the we'll always come back to our referrals is that, you know, 19 times out of 20, um, that's been our best method of finding people is, is referrals from people who are already great clients. That is not to say that we haven't um, picked up great clients from 
paid advertising and, and less warm traffic. Um, but yeah, that's, that's always the winner. Yeah, I think 100%. I think, you know, to kind of piggyback on what you mentioned, I think, I think word of mouth will always be an asset in any business for, for years to come because it just as it has been in the past, right? And I think we all kind of know that a referral or when somebody referred someone, it's genuinely to raise their status, right? And then it's obviously thanks to your fulfillment. Just you're doing a great job at serving your clients, of course, which is what you're here to do. Um, and so now with all the other avenues, I know you mentioned that you've tried digital marketing, but I don't know if you tried anything else, you know, whether a little more unorthodox like flyers or whatnot. Um, with any other avenues, how has the success been there as well as compared compared to the actual word of mouth? Uh, no, it, honestly, not comparable. Um, so we've worked with uh, some media people to help us with our paid advertising to ensure that we were um, doing that as well as we could. Obviously, that's not our area of expertise. We're coaches. So obviously that was something that we wanted to get some help with. Um, but honestly, for what we paid into it, it just wasn't as fruitful as if we just invested that comparatively that time and effort and to a certain extent money, because you want to help incentivize your current clients um, to refer people. It, it wasn't, the, the juice wasn't necessarily worth the squeeze. Now, previously, uh, so all of three of us have worked for other gyms and we have seen that work. Um, but again, even in those situations, it was the referral game was always our, our favorite game to play. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think just building that relationship to a point where they feel like they can bring another person to you. Or usually I think it's a typical, you know, husband, wife, like wife comes and husband comes eventually, you know, and you kind of compound there just by over time. Um, but again, thanks to your fulfillment there. And I, I think, again, obviously, you're going to know better than anybody which route is going to work predominantly for you. And not to say you can't improve in the place, but of course, I think that's that's it's going to be an obvious thing for you, especially you being on the front lines as well. And another thing to think about to you, Ryan, I mean, you're not supposed to really be the marketing professional. Right? I know you mentioned, like, you know, you're a fitness professional, so that's the honest truth. So <laughs> you're not really supposed to know how to, which is totally okay. But I think it's, you know, in, in comparison to the the – the traditional gyms, right? The corporate gyms. I mean, they're doing a lot more guerrilla marketing because they have, you know, that bigger team and that bandwidth to do so, but totally fine. Um, and so now if leads, clients and members, you know, whatever you regard it as was unlimited here, Ryan, you know, hypothetically speaking, of course, like what's your max, what's that, that ceiling look like for you guys where, I mean, if you go any higher than 75, where would that number stop? It's a great question. So just like every business, we want to grow revenue, um, get all that and all the things that go with that. So I think realistically, the way our systems are designed right now and what our fulfillment looks like without us losing quality, um, there's, a, there's a, a, a cap to how scalable we can be. And that's one of the limits of this model is it's a little bit different. Um, compared to like a model, which is almost infinitely scalable, right? In terms of classes and times, et cetera. Um, I would say between the three of us, we could probably go up to about somewhere in the range of 180 to maybe 220 clients. So such as that's the case, we still have a lot of room to grow and certainly want to grow. But I think that's, if we, if we were completely maxed out, that's, probably where I think we could hit before we would start to see issues with fulfillment. Yeah, 100%. And I think, um, I mean, knowing, number one, that you can essentially almost double your, is great to know in the sense where you know your ceiling is where that max is, and you know where you're not going to over-exhaust anything. But also, again, it, it's not jeopardizing the quality experience of what your clients have, right? Because, I mean, the more people, right, the less kind of organization is going to kind of happen because, from late you know you're gonna have back-to-backs and it's gonna be a little bit but again the fact that you know you can handle that is probably the biggest thing here because you, you'll know that okay like we're getting close to that thin line we're walking on thin lines here so i love that I think that's perfect ryan and so for you and if you had to put like a we'll go a little unrealistic let's say you had like a magic wand here right and you had to go okay cool 
this is exactly where I'd want to be. I mean, obviously it might not be that 220, but what, what does that perfect business look like for you in terms of growth in terms of success? What would that perfect business look like for you guys? So uh, that's a really good question. The answer is probably a little bit different for the three of us. Um, so as partners, we're at all at somewhat different points. Um, and so I think we want our little piece of the business to run potentially in slightly different ways. And that's perfectly fine. So the business is designed where we create our own revenue. So we're equal partners. We make decisions that involve the structure and the, the workings of the business um, together. But frankly, fulfillment is up to the individual partner based on their roster. So we work together and we interact with one another's clients every day, but ultimately in, in terms of retention and putting the ball in the hoop, it comes down to the individual coach. So I really can only speak for myself, um, though I have a sense of maybe what my partners would, would like to, and it's not super, super different. Um, I think what my, so if we think about it in like a perfect day terms, what, that, what does that look like is probably somewhere in the range of 50 to 60 clients for the most part um, with our highest tier plan. Uh, so we have different tiers naturally. Uh, a blend of lifestyle clients and competitive clients. We work with both um and that's it and so uh basically yeah working with them programming in the morning uh, doing a bit of coaching intermittently in the afternoon in person and that's that's kind of it so it's there is a little bit of a cap to that right it's not infinitely like i said that's not infinitely scalable but that we kind of knew that going in is there's there's a balance there yeah 100 i love that you're taking into consideration of which partners want to do here too i think that's awesome because it shows humility here, right? and I think it, that, that's major. It really goes to show who you are as a leader. I give you that. And I think that's great. I think, honestly, again, it, it's a lot of people will focus. I think with your major emphasis there was quantity over, or let me start quality over quantity. Because, you know, if you're at that 50, 60 mark, you're in between that, that 150, like 180 range, and which is great. You know, not maxed out, but at a higher tier of quality. And you know who you want to serve, and you want to have that nice in-between. Again, and even though that's like the perfect business, essentially, it's still a goal and it's still realistic to achieve. You know, and I think that it's not out of the ordinary, right? It's not like you're like, oh, I want to double business in two days, you know? <laughs> I think that's awesome, man. And I think it's definitely too important to be scalable. Um, and so, you know, there's going to be a tough one. And I'm kind of just going off of uh, off what you mentioned. I'm kind of curious to your answer here. What do you think would take you to that mark? What do you think is the missing foundation or barrier to getting to that perfect business for you guys? It's a great question. I'm going to give you a very frank, very candid answer. And hopefully the people listening can derive value from this is it's just, it's simply for us, we feel like we're one step away from that. And the key for us is being very focused and very patient to find that last little missing key because the fulfillment is there. The retention is there. Uh, when we have the right avatar, the right prospect, the sales process is perfectly fine. The key for us is making sure we have a consistent flow of the right kind of lead, right? So we can, we can, there are many ways, as you know, to generate leads, but they're not always the right kind of lead. Um, and so it's, it's the realization that any client can be successful in our system, but that we want to work with a specific kind of client. So it's that finding, again, that missing key um, or, or the keys, if you think about your, the keys on your cheap keychain, finding the right one for the right block, uh, that's what we're working on. Um, and so I think that's, that's our biggest obstacle right now. Yeah, I feel like getting closer and closer and closer, but that's it's it is what it is. Yeah, and I, I will say this, Ryan. I, one, I just want to say I appreciate the honesty and transparency with that, and I think uh, it was definitely a great candid answer. That I think the viewers appreciate that as well, because you know, regardless of success, knowing that you're, you're just basically blatantly saying that you know you can improve in this one place, um, again, regardless of success, it, it is is something that's like, is eye opener and key for the viewers to hear. So, so thank you for that. And so, you know, I think one thing 
that I really want to kind of piggyback on what you mentioned as well, right? It, it, it's in simple terms, it's more like it has to make sense for the client, yes, but also has to make sense for you. You know, you can train everyone and everything, anyone. I'm sure you can train a baby, but realistically, it's a matter of culture and community. And if they're not a good fit for that, which you can tell just from one experience, and you know, I'm pretty sure. You know, not to be able to buy me, I'll probably have that one client like Deborah who's like the best. You got a million Deborahs, you know, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be an awesome, you know, awesome story there. But um, it, it's really a matter of getting people to either as close to that one avatar or a similar avatar. Because I mean, again, you can't really account for, I mean, it's almost like an interview process, right? They say, oh, I'm ambitious, I'm ready to go, I'm, I want to accomplish this. But then do they actually show up after, right? And, and that's the question that, you know, you kind of won't answer until they get in there, you know. Um, and I, that's why I always say to, to, to work in the fitness industry, you know, to do what you do is probably one of the hardest things because you're selling a belief in them that they don't have yet. And then for them to then grow, to understand like, wow, this is it's literally that external accountability that becomes that internal habit, which is literally what you're doing. You know, you're making sure they're accountable, making sure they're showing up. And then eventually they'll be like, all right, cool. Like, I can keep doing this. It's like brushing your teeth, but you're a kid mom says go brush your teeth go brush your teeth and then now you can't go a day without doing it you know so and it's the same thing here but that's the hardest part is getting that one avatar who can then eventually believe in themselves or, or come in with believing in themselves right so i love that there was such such a great nugget of information there i want to say that ryan thank you for that and so gosh two questions for you here but my two favorite questions so these other questions were great questions prior i know you're gonna think these are great as well so uh, you know, what is, I mean, I know we kind of alluded to it earlier, but what is the overarching goal? What's the bigger picture? How about long-term, not just short-term, but long-term, what's the bigger picture? Um, so even, I'll, that's a great question. Um, and I, what you said is right on target just then, just to go back to it, is we've had so many people who come in sort of as one person and then transform into another person. And that, again, just trying to provide value, uh, that's the challenge is the avatar is a moving target because the avatar is evolving, right? So when the person comes in, they may be very wary of us. They have frankly no reason to trust me, right? And again, being a referral helps, but let's say it's a uh, colder traffic, right? Like someone in off the street or from a paid Facebook ad or something like that. They literally don't know me from Adam, have literally no reason to trust me, believe what I'm saying. And the obviously our, the key for any coach is to build that trust. Um, and that's, that's the challenge, right? Is finding, how do you figure out who's going to grow into sort of the client or how you help them grow into the client that you want to work with and, that they, and the person they want to be uh, versus someone who is, has 10,000 excuses for everything and doesn't follow through and you're, you're begging them to come in and do something that ultimately they're paying for. Um, you know, coach killers, we would call them in some, in some ways. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, so just uh, you alluded to that perfectly. Um, so if you don't mind, will you repeat that last question? I'm yeah. sorry. I yeah. answered it. No, hundred percent. So that question would be, you know, what is the bigger picture, the overarching goal long-term, right? Cause I know you kind of alluded to saying, okay, yeah, you know, eventually you want to have business at this kind of rate, but long-term, you know, let's say five years, 10 years down the road, what's the bigger picture for you guys? It's a great question. So, uh, again, speaking for myself only, because I can't speak for my partners, but I think they would be similar. What does it look like a bit of a lifestyle job? Um, so there's a yearly revenue number that I want to hit with this particular business. Um, and so obviously one can just work backwards in terms of the pricing and number of clients and stuff like that, what that's going to take. Um, but basically is that's where I want to be. Um, wake up in the morning respond to clients, do a bit of programming, um, still have time. Uh, so there's a balance in life. I'm sure you're, you're fundamentally aware of this, of the, the balance between work and, and the enjoyment of the fruits of your work. Um, I've had many, many jobs where that balance was not even, where it was all work. Uh, so the goal is to get to a point where we have a healthy, vibrant sort of self-sustaining business um but that we're at our uh, basically a revenue number and a balance of our day that is conducive to 
long-term enjoyment, right? Because you can make, everybody has that number they want to make, whether it's whatever, $100,000, $500,000, whatever. But if you work 18 hours a day, I'm not entirely sure what that does for you. Um, so the goal is obviously to balance uh, hitting revenue numbers that we want uh, with life, with still being able to exercise ourselves and go for walks and, you know, go on vacation and, and all that kind of stuff. Love that. I love that. That was a mic drop of an answer. We still have one more question. So that would have been a good close up, but I'm kind of curious to see this answer because I know you went a little bit into the future and what the goals are for the future, but let's go back to the past, right? If you can go back in time to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear, right? Or essentially as if you're speaking to a new, a new gym owner, what would you tell yourself if you could do so? I think I would, if I could sit myself down, I would tell myself to go harder earlier in the referral game and go and to be a, go back to being a speedboat. So um, in a previous life, I ran a small brewery. I was a, a brewer um, and our, our mantra was to be a speedboat. We were tiny in comparison to who we were competing with, but we could turn our boat much faster than they could. They had big, large ships so to speak, if we want to follow this, this illusion. Um, and we, we, we should have gone into that sooner. So we should have become a speedboat much faster than we did. We're just now figuring out that that's what we should be doing. Um, and, and we shouldn't play everybody else's game quite so much. And by playing everybody else's game, I mean putting so much stock into social media, so much into having that presence. Certainly it's very important in terms of having people know what you do, but it's just, everybody's saying the same stuff in kind of the same way and it has about the same effect. So if we could go in a different direction earlier, that I think that would have been to our benefit. Just being very candid. Talk about a mic job answer too. That was a good one. Way to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, Ryan. But, uh, before we sign out, you know, please, Ryan, it'd be my pleasure. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Do you have any social media, a website, anything? Shout out anything you have, man, please. <laughs> no, I, I, JJ, I really appreciate you having me on. Certainly, if people are interested in finding out a little more about us, they can go to our website. So that's, it's all spelled out, all one word, theaerobicpowerbuilder.com. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Um, you can see our smiling faces trying to be funny and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. For sure. Look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I'm looking forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Jay from 901 Fitness out of Memphis, Tennessee. Welcome to the show. How are you, Jay? I am wonderful. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Big deal. You took an hour out of your day to sit down with me, have a conversation that's going to give back to the industry. And I appreciate you for that. 
And I'm, I'm stoked to learn about what you do over at 901 Fitness. But really, before we dive in too hard to that, what was it that motivated you to, you know, get started in the gym owner business? So it started right after high school. I was trying to decide what I was going to do. Um, I was trying to pursue an athletic career in baseball and really was just my dad said, you know what? You work out all the time. There's a gym that's opening down the street. Why don't you go see if you can clean it up or pick some weights up? <laughs> he said, well, that's a great idea, Pops. I went and did that and applied at a local gym, which was called French Riviera Spa at the time, and um, got a cleaning position. And basically, um, after the first couple of weeks of me working there, the, the, the gym at the time noticed me work my workouts and how I handled things there. And he said, you know, I think you'd, you'd make a good fitness consultant, which was basically um, kind of a slash trainer salesperson. And uh, that's what I did. And pretty much just was promoted through the ladder, doing a, a sales counselor to an assistant manager, to a manager, to a general manager, to a uh, city director and then finally in the last decade or so they made me a partner in the company so it's yeah. kind of like turning <laughs> in a snapshot yeah and so ultimately like you know you getting started fresh out of high school has led to you the, to the point where you're at today and you have your own gym 901 fitness for our listeners I guess kind of give us your elevator pitch of 901 fitness tell us who you are what service you you have services you have to provide and kind of paint a picture for us because all gyms are a little bit different and I want to understand fully what you do. So what we do here is we've, we've got pretty much an open model. I, I do small group classes. I have regular group classes. I do one-on-ones. Um, we have a 14,000 square foot facility. Um, so we have tons of variety inside. Um, got aqua massages. Um, I've actually partnered with a health spa um, called Total Health Package. I've had about 2,000 square foot of office space and storage that I really didn't need. Um, so I ventured out to try to find somebody to partner with and ran across these guys to where they do um, massage services. So they, they do... Uh, They've got, they do vibration training, uh, nutritional blood analysis, iron and foot detoxes, fit body wraps, teeth whitening, those types of things at a discount um, for being a member here with, with 901 Fitness. Sweet. So you're really kind of providing your clients the full experience. They can come in, they can get a workout, they can go get some services done over there. Um, and, and currently, you know, obviously within this model, this open model for, for the business, it's really beneficial to have the personal training, to have the classes, because those are kind of additional revenues typically coming into our business. And so, um, and they're good for our clients too, because they're an additional service for our clients. Not everybody's going to be successful doing their own thing. Um, so as the business stands, what percentage of the business is coming from personal training? Um, right now so right now it's smaller than I like it's it's only at 10 percent right now but we're definitely trying to grow that have you seen that number above above that in the past because you said like it's lower than you like so have you seen yes times? At, at a point with before I rebranded we we had it up to 15 percent before and I'd like to see that number at least at 25 or 30 percent would, would that's my ultimate yeah, I mean, obviously, 25 to 30% would be great for the business. You guys would have a lot of extra cash flowing in. Are your trainers employees or are you contracting them out and they're paying like rent and running their own business? I've got both. I've got some contracted and I've got some running their own business. Okay. So there's, 10, there's 10 trainers right now. Yeah, four, so four of them are, are contracted. And the uh, other are employees. Okay. So when you talk about the idea of, you know, increasing the PT and making that a bigger part of the business, what are some of the efforts that you've taken to, to, to do that? So definitely at point of sale, um, I encourage everyone to run through an evaluation. 
Um, I, I do, a, a lot of times, uh, most, most places have, have a process that a, a member intake in the beginning where they will go through some type of, of evaluation, um, which and it's great, but I, I make mine a little bit more intimate. I, I, I schedule three of them. Um, I just feel like I don't want it to feel just like a sales pitch to the personal training department in that one session. And if you don't, you know, decide to hire a trainer, then you're kind of out there on your own still. Um, so I, I get really involved in this, in these evaluations in the beginning. Um, and we, we'll, if they don't buy within that first three, uh, those first three sessions, um, extensive follow-up on just reminders on, on tuning the workout up, getting them connected with the trainer. So, that trainer can actually have some one-on-one -on -one time. Um, so, you know, sometimes we'll go four or five sessions before somebody will even decide that, you know, they want, that's something that they want to venture into. Because honestly, it's a, it's a pretty hefty investment for a, a person just coming into a gym thinking that, you know, hey, I'm ready to do something. And, you know, they, they have no idea it's three, $400 a month that they're going to invest. Those are car notes. So, you know, yeah. I, I do understand that. It's really tricky because, you know, obviously it is a huge financial investment, but people, people spend money. And sure. so it's our, you know, we need to really try to do our job and to get them to see the value because obviously your trainers are experienced. They can right. help that client get to whatever their goals are. So kind of walk me through, you know, the sales process. It sounds like you're giving them a couple of of free sessions. Sure. What else are you doing to kind of get that person to convert to some sort of personal training package? So, um, as far as what, what besides the, the evaluation period, what do we do? Yeah. So like you, you put them through the evaluation Sure. and then I guess like after the evaluation, is it kind of up to the client or like, do you sit down with them again and like walk them through like pricing yeah. and everything? Yeah. So in the, what, what we'll do is we'll go through a, a fitness test to find out where their upper body strength is, lower body strength, flexibility, core, stamina. Uh, mm -hmm. Once we find out where they, what their, where their fitness levels are at, we dive into specifics. Um, we try to help set, no, we don't try. We do, we set, short-term goals, mid-range goals, long-term goals. Uh, we, we talk a lot about nutrition because you know how important that is for anybody beginning, you know, starting right. the program. Um, once we go through the evaluation, we run them through just a, a basic. Um, we'll find out where their hot spots are and what, you know, their, their focus is. And we'll run them, a, run them through a workout based on where their, where their hot spots are. And then once we're through with that, we'll discuss pricing. Um, and then from that point, um, they won't have that complete workout set. Because basically what I want to do, if they, if they don't become a PT member with us, I want them to have a good four to eight week program that they can start with. So we're going to go through the next two or three sessions okay. of them rescheduling workouts with us on learning what they need to do for the next month or two. Um, they get weighed and measured in their body fat and all that done. Um, so it, it gets them acclimated to where when they're scheduling those first three or four workouts, that first week is super important when people are excited about getting started that they get immediately started and they get a good regimen for them. Uh, one of the first goals we try to set is for them to um, set a goal of, of getting 26 workouts completed. Not in not consecutive days, but at least 26 workouts. Um, I'll, as a part of um, the process, I'll, we'll determine how many days a week they have planned on exercising with us. I make them set a goal of at least you know three to five a week. Once we set the amount of days, I just want one of the first goals is to make 26 consecutive workouts. Um, 21 days to form a habit, 21 days to break a habit. So I got not only am I trying to paint a really good picture of what they need to do when they first get started, but it also gives me ample times to revisit the, the training through those, you know, three or four sessions that we're doing. Yeah. And are you personally like following up with these clients or is that something that your staff does? Like, how does that work? 
So I will, I, I do the majority of that. Um, obviously when they, when the trainer takes over the client, they have interaction, but I do all the replays and remasters. So when I, I, I get everybody, because I want to be connected. Sometimes I found that uh, most people are, they don't like confrontation. And if they have a small little thing that might be, you know, they, it might just be uncomfortable talking to a, their trainer about it. Um, I, I guess if they have a, a, a small complaint or they have a little issue that they're, you know, they might not be openly wanting to talk face to face with that trainer. I, I'm kind of that that third party that is there just on follow up. So I I weigh and measure everyone and and do the follow up myself. And I tell that I tell those clients in the beginning that. Your trainer is going to be connected with you as well as far as scheduling issues and setting times and sending motivational stuff to you. But I, every 30 days, I'm going to be the one to reweigh and measure. Um, I like to see the progress. I like for you know you to not only have the trainer working with with you, but we we together are going to help with the program. So if we come to some plateaus, we'll all put our heads together to make sure we're doing everything possible to push you past those plateaus. So. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of work, but I think it's worth it. I, I've, I've found just small issues. Like I had a trainer that, that came and worked out in the morning. He had a five o'clock AM session. Well, he would come at four o'clock to work out, but he wouldn't jump in the shower before he worked his client out. Well, unfortunately he was sweating and had a little older and, and this, and, and the, the, the lady was just real uncomfortable, you know, telling the trainer like, man, you, this is horrible. You, 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 you know, you smell horrible. So it's through one of my follow-ups. That was one of her, she's like, he's a great trainer, but unfortunately, you know, and, and I, you know, those it's an uncomfortable situation, but things like that, I want to be able to catch so I can adjust to go, Hey, you know, such and such. You, you're probably working out before you're training your client. Right? Yeah. Yes. I get here an hour before. Well, great. Well, we need to come about 20 or 30 minutes earlier. So you have time to take a shower and, you know, so little things like that. That's why I try to uh, stay connected yeah. to all the clients. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really appreciate your hands-on approach, right? Like when the owner of the facility is involved, I think that it makes a difference. Um, big time for the clients. So they see that you care, they feel heard, they feel seen. That makes a, a big, a big difference. Um, but kind of like moving on from this topic here, you know, you said earlier that you have a 14,000 square foot facility. How many members do you guys have? 2,000. And within that 2,000, is that a space where you guys are feeling really good? You're feeling comfortable or are you looking to take on more members, continue to grow the family? I'm continuing to grow the family. I'm working on trying to get my per head up. Uh, Fortunate and unfortunate, I've got a majority of those members um, are had been members with French Riviera Spa, which I, I rebranded um, three years ago to 901 Fitness. And a lot of those members have a ongoing, and it's great because they've been members here 20 and 30 years, but they have a, a, a small renewal amount each month after they went through their initial contract. Um, they keep a lifetime renewal option at you know, eight to $12 per month. Um, so a lot of those, those members are at a lower rate and I'm, I'm definitely trying to get my per head up. Um, so. So they, they're on like, you said eight to $12 per month. Right. Like they're just basically grandfathered into that price. Like for right. like, so there's, is there, there's really nothing that you can do for those members or like, what, what are you thinking of doing? So with those members, like it's like good and bad. They've been they've been members here forever, so they're very loyal. Um, but one of the things that we did at French Riviera Spa was we had these group classes that were included in the in the membership. So if they were paying $15, 20 dollars per month, they had access. We we ran forty to fifty classes per week, mm. and basically they were phenomenal classes that were small group classes. Honestly. Um, so I've, i what I'm, what I've really, my, my, my goal with those members are to get them involved into our small group classes, um, and, and one-on-ones and personal training. Okay. So 
um, since you're really looking to kind of, I, we like to say ascend, right? We want to ascend our members into sure. higher ticketed kind of packages. And we want to, you know, get that per head up. What are some of the efforts that you're making within the gym to ascend members? Like, how are you, how are you getting people to convert to different packages? What are some of the things that you're doing? So email blasts, um, We'll do in-house promotions, uh, biggest loser contests, um, things like that. I'm trying to get them involved with, you know, demo, demoing these small group classes, inviting them in for, you know, a, a demonstration of the boxing class or, or you know, abs and, abs and thighs class. Um, um, most, most of it is through email glasses and posting things inside the club, registering them for, you know, demo days and things like that. Okay. So really just like working with, you know, kind of events and stuff sure. in the club to let people know about the, the um, different options. And when you think about the idea of also like growing the family outside people that aren't already involved, what are you guys actively doing to find new clients? So I've got, I've, I've got a, a, SEL company that takes care of the, the Google reviews for me and the Google content. Um, that's been a very, very good investment for me. Um, when I took the facility over, we had a 3.2 rating. Um, we're up to 4.8 now. Um, and we, if you're in the area, I'm always in the top three um, in my Google searches, which is great. Yeah. Um, I've just started, I've got somebody that handles my Facebook, um, and I've got a, a, a member that I just recruited that's going to help me with my Instagram. Um, so through social media and Google is where, you know, that Google landing page is where I get a majority of my clients. Um, yeah. I started a new referral incentive. Um, we just launched that this week. Um, we actually are doing a, um, you get a credit. For every member you send us in the first week, you get an $8 credit towards your membership. Um, we do have a, uh, you know, we, we, we have, that member has to pay their first payment if, or you won't get the credit. Um, so obviously, you know, that's, we've got that, some restrictions apply on that, but that member has to make their first payment to get that credit. Um, but within the first week, it's $8. After that first week, it's $5. Um, any of my paid and full members that we have or those renewal members, um, they get three free months within the first week and a month after. Um, so I just put an email blast out on that to all my member base that we introduced that, put some flyers up at the facility. Um, so pretty excited about that. Um, I think my guys will get pretty excited about getting some credit towards their membership. For sure. Yeah, people love free stuff. They love the word credit. Um, and so if we can incentivize our members to bring their friends, it's great for business because ultimately like word of mouth referrals, it's free for us. I mean, you're giving a, a credit, so you're losing a little bit, but it's still pretty right. much free. Sure. And the clients that come in, they already trust us because their friend told them about us and their friend trusts us. So we don't have to worry about, you know, are, are we going to sell them in or are we not? We definitely will. Right. Um, but it's not like a method of growth that we can really like predict. We can't say, Hey, this month we're going to get 30 new clients through right. referrals or word of mouth because we can't control the speed at which people talk about us. I think we both would like to, right. but we can't. So people supplement and in, in, in today's day and age, people are supplementing with digital advertising. And so it sounds like you're doing that with Google. You're doing that with Facebook, with Instagram. How effective have the Facebook and the Instagram been on bringing in leads for you guys? So I, I, I just did my first paid ad with, with Facebook. Um, I started that last week. And um, so far, I've got five new memberships from that marketing effort that we just put out. Nice. You started it last week and you've already got five. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's definitely you know, if, if you're doing it right, you're going to get a return on investment. And yep. I think a lot of people are scared to, to take that leap. Sure. Because it's like, oh shoot, like, am I going to make money from this? I don't know. I'm not a marketing expert. 
Um, but you know, everybody's spending so much time online. So if we can reach them where they're spending time, it's perfect for, for our business. Um, so I want to ask you, Jay, when you, when you look at the business and as things stand right now, what are some of the biggest challenges that you have or, or bottlenecks within the business? So it's probably the age old, you just, just getting people through the door. You know, I feel really confident once somebody comes through here that we have the facility that's going to take care of whatever needs or wants they, they, they're looking for. Um, but the age old, just getting, getting more people in the facility. I, I do, I, I'm fortunate that I'm in Raleigh, Memphis. So there's, there's really no other, there's not any other health clubs in this area. Um, but about six miles in towards Bartlett, um, there's seven other locations that you can choose from. And that's excluding five little small personal training studios. So over the, over the decades that I've been doing this, there are just tons of options all over the city. So I feel like you just need to find your niche, find what you believe in and, and dive into it. And that's what separates you is, um, you know, you find what you enjoy doing and what your sweet spot is. And um, yeah, you gotta think, be pretty specific with it. I think you have the heart, the heart is there. And if you're able to like really build this beautiful service, once people do come through the door, exactly. they're gonna convert. They're gonna, they're gonna fall in love with the service as well. And, and for most of us, that's the case. The hardest part is always just like, well, how do we actually get the people through the door? People right. aren't motivated to like wake up in the morning and say, ah, I'm going to the gym, exactly. but go find a new gym. People just aren't. So it's like, Hey, what can we do to like really reach those clients? And most of the time, the people that need us the most are the people that aren't even looking for us. Sure. So it's like, you know, it's like playing hide and seek to try to find them. Right. Um, when you look, you know, big, big picture here, if I could hand you a magic wand and I was like, all right, Jay, all your dreams for 901 fitness have come true. You've reached all your goals. Talk to me about what that would look like for you. So my end game is actually to my, my, my kids are all competitive athletes and college athletes. They all enjoy, you know, exercising and, and, uh, avid exercisers. I'd like to leave them a foundation of something they can do when they're out of school that they have, you know, they, they've got, they, it's really important to find something that you, I, I'm blessed on being in this industry for 33, 31 years. I, I just, when you love something and believe in it, it does not feel like work. And I, I really want that for my, for my, my kids. I love for them to be able to have, make a living on, on completely loving what you do. Um, the fitness industry is one of the best industries around. I, I am just so glad that my dad made that suggestion to go pick up some weights when I was 18 years old, because I honestly um, didn't know, understand how big this industry is and, and is growing. It's, it's, it's just tremendous to be here. Um, like I said, that's my end game is to have something that I can leave for my family and uh, them enjoy take this thing on you know for the rest of their lives passing on to their kids and then their kids and their kids and their kids. absolutely so you really just want to build like a really successful business you're helping a lot of people you're making good money um so that it can be a legacy that's carried on for exactly. a lifetime and beyond um what do you feel like it's super important for you to like figure out and focus on right now for all of that to become a reality for you so um again <sighs> settling into the niche and really diving wholeheartedly into it. Um, you know, I, I, when, like I said, Memphis, we, when French Riviera started, there was only a couple of health clubs in the city. Um, and when some of these, you know, big box clubs came with 999s and $15 a month, um, you know, trying to match that price, it's just, it's just so hard to try to keep things running on $9.99 a month. <laughs> so you got to really believe in the niche and what you're doing and, and the proof's in the pudding. I mean, it's all about results. If you get results that it doesn't matter, you believe in whatever price you believe in. If that's $50 a month, if that's $125 a month, if it's whatever that set price is, you just wholeheartedly believe that's the best investment that that person can make in their whole entire life. And, and just, 
like I said, dive into it. So um, it was hard for me to switch gears a little bit with that thinking, cause I, I, I went up in my rate, um, but I just had to tell myself, you know, this, 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 this is a regular membership worth $40 a month with everything that this person is going to get out of this $40, regardless or irregardless if they hire any additional sessions, this has got to be the best investment that they possibly make ever. Right. So, um, yeah, that's, that's probably, that's, that's, that's finding how to reach your niche, I guess, would be my, my answer to that question. It's finding, <laughs> finding how the, to, I can get as many people possibly as I can. Um, and I'm sure that's everybody's, everybody's problem and concern. <laughs> well, you know what, Jay, I really appreciate your insight and your outlook. You have a really good business acumen, like a good understanding of, you know, how, what the things that you need to do to make yourself successful in this gym business. And it's a tricky business. It's not always unicorns and rainbows. There's a lot of challenges that come with this. And so um, I'm super excited to see you build this legacy with 901 Fitness. Do you know the Instagram page for the facility? Mine? Uh, for the 901 Fitness facility. Yeah. It's 901 underscore fitness. Sweet. Hopefully we'll have some followers go check out all you have to offer. I know I definitely will. Thank you, Jay, for being here today. Listeners, don't forget if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.